Our last reading is found in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them give he power to become the children of God, even to them that believe in his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Don't you just love it? Don't you just love this time of year? Singing the old familiar Christmas carols, hearing those traditional scripture readings, the sweet singing of the choir, the the beautiful decorations, so much nostalgia, I really enjoy it. But it's all so unhelpful. In some ways, it's even misleading. The sweetness and the light with which we surround ourselves in this season of the year does not help us to see with clarity what Christmas is all about. So what is it all about? Well, it's about the seriousness of our sin. You can't have Christmas without a cross. You can't celebrate Jesus' birth without remembering that he was born to die. It's not a a beautiful evergreen tree that we need to decorate our room, but a bare tree, merely two sticks of wood shaped together to be a cross, an instrument of execution. It ought not to be decorated with fairy lights, but with rugged nails. And there ought not to be a sprinkling of fake snow, but a sprinkling of real human blood. Jesus came, the babe of Bethlehem, to die for sinners. In a recent article in Christianity Today, Fleming Rutledge wrote these words. The biblical story is rigorously unsentimental. It doesn't offer optimism. It doesn't offer positive thinking. It looks deeply into human misery, human folly, human pain, and plain old human disappointment. Over this Advent season, we have been looking at those titles that Jesus is given in the words of Isaiah 9 that Simon earlier read for us. The wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father. And tonight, very briefly, the prince of peace. 
And Jesus came, the Prince of Peace, because we are at war with God. He came because this was the only way that our broken relationship with God might be set right. And yes, Christmas is often a time when we acutely feel the sting of broken relationships. Sometimes in marriages, in our families, in our fellowship, in our land, in our world. And Christmas comes to us and it reveals our need for reconciliation. It heightens our awareness of this absence of peace. And it ought to point us to the only true and lasting source of such a peace. A peace which is won through the death of Jesus Christ upon the cross for us. Many years ago... In the 1970s, speaking into the horror of the troubles that blighted our province, there were little badges produced, and some of you will remember them. Little black button badges, which asked the question in white writing, what price peace? And that forlorn message was often repeated whenever families grieving were hoping against hope that in the wake of another terrorist atrocity, maybe the death of of my son, the death of my husband, uh, maybe it will not be in vain. Maybe this will be the turning point. Maybe peace will come. What price peace? Lucy Shaw is an English poet. She'll... Very soon, next few days, celebrate her, her 91st birthday. She wrote these beautiful words in what she titles Mary's Song. Blue, homespun on the bend of my breast. Keep warm this small, hot, naked star fallen to my arms. Rest. You who have had so far to come, now nearness satisfies the body of God sweetly. Quiet he lies, whose vigor hurled a universe he sleeps, whose eyelids have not closed before. His breath, so slight it seems, no breath at all, once ruffled the dark deeps to sprout a world. Charmed by doves' voices, the whisper of straw he dreams, hearing no music from his other spheres. Breath, mouth. Ears, eyes, he is curtailed, who overflowed all skies all years. Older than eternity, now he is new, now native to earth as I am kneeled to my poor planet, caught that I might be free, blind in my womb to know my darkness ended, brought to this birth for me to be newborn, and for him to see me mended, I must see him. Torn. The price paid for our peace with God is the death of his sinless son upon the cross. For him to see me mended, I must see him torn. You've already sung peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. And that reconciliation comes at such cost. I heard these words quoted this week and I had to check myself. It's not often that you get stopped in your tracks and said, did he really say that? Words written by Sinclair Ferguson in a little book published in the 1980s. He wrote this. When we think of Christ dying on the cross, 
We are shown the lengths to which God's love goes in order to win us back to himself. We would almost think that God loves us more than he loves his son. We cannot measure such love by any other standard. He is saying, I love you this much. The cross is at the heart of the gospel. The season of Advent is a journey. A journey from darkness to light. From the despair of lostness in sin to the delight of the light of salvation in Jesus Christ. It's a journey, but I ask you to contemplate for yourself, where are you on this journey from the darkness of sin to the delight of salvation? John Newton, author of Amazing Grace, toward the end of his life said this, Although my memory is fading, I remember two things very clearly. I am a great sinner, and Christ is a great Savior. Can you join him in that testimony? Can you acknowledge that you, like I am, are a great sinner? You know, denial is not just a long river in Africa. It's also the expressed attitude of both Christians and non-Christians to the reality of sin in our lives. But Christmas reminds us that God loved us, that he sent his son to save us from our sins. And as we leave this Advent season, may we, as never before, recognize that what we need most in our lives is the wisdom that comes from the one who is Wonderful Counselor, the power that's available to us from the one who is the Mighty God, the care, the comfort of the one who is toward us, the Everlasting Father. But above all else, the reconciliation with God that was won for us at such a cost, by the death of the Prince of Peace.